Knox Life Podcast is what you are now tuned into. Let's get it. Oh, yeah. First off, special shout out to Miller. Miller Light, you know, I drinks that, enjoys that. It's the home of the Cowboys. It's the home of Harbaugh Hodge, and I continue to get down with it. Shout out to my boy, Mike Murphy. Congratulations. You know what I'm talking about. And another shout out to Robinson Creek Home Health and Hospice. Thank y'all for everything that y'all do. I'm glad to be a part of the team. But speaking of team, I know everybody's been waiting for this moment for your boy to go in on this basketball team and what we saw on Saturday night, late night, we were we were all involved in it. Everybody wanted to be a part of it. Everybody has something to say about it. And uh, what else can you say about the fact that the University of Texas men's basketball team, who had just won the Big 12 championship, decides to be a freaking no-show to the NCAA tournament. They had us caring about basketball. They had us falling in love with the fact that this team, who I told you from the very beginning, I was invested into this team. I had money on a ticket in Vegas on this team. And I know you're probably sitting at home right now going, the hell is wrong with you, Mike? When have they ever done anything to sit there for you to have that fake belief in the things that they were trying to achieve? And you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I can't even be mad at you for being mad at me. Hell, I'm mad at my damn self. My 12-year-old son, DJ, who takes his time and fills out his brackets and looks at everything. He was so upset. He was disgusted. I've never seen him that angry. And this is something that he couldn't control. The only thing he could control during that time was his emotions. And me, personally, I sat there in disgust, as most of you are, if uh, besides the... UT haters, which they everywhere, trust me, they came at me, came at me and let me know how awful the University of Texas basketball team played. And as I sit here and I reflect and everyone's texting me, I can't wait to hear what you got to say about this. I know you don't let up and I'm not going to let up. I've been on a few radio stations across the country about this. I've been talking to people here. I've got a friend of mine who she's pregnant and she texts me. I'm never listening to your podcast again because you had me believing. And I filled out my bracket from the good juju that you was putting out there about this team, Mike. I don't even know if she's my friend anymore. I talked to talked to her uh, her beau yesterday, and he was like, "She mad at you, dog. She mad at you." And again, I do not blame you, Marla, for being mad at me. I'm mad at myself because the team sucked me in from all the hype and all the. 
I said it before. If you have good guard play during the NCAA tournament, look at everything that's happened. It hadn't been the big men that have been carrying these teams. It's the guards. And going into this game against Abilene Christian, who, let's just put it out there, they got destroyed by UCLA. They should have never been put in that situation. But kudos to them because they came with a game plan and they stuck to it. Texas, Shaka, people are coming for your neck because of the performance that was out there and they have done. They have said it for years. They have tried to run you out of Austin, Texas, the ones that do not like you because of the product that is put on the court. And I stand by my guns when I say this. What is the offensive philosophy that you have for your teams? I need to know it because I have yet to see a guard run down the court and call out, hook them, weave, two-man, anything. I have yet to see it. And I talk about it every time. If you go back and listen to any game that I talked about, about this basketball team at the University of Texas, they don't have a game plan going to it. I've watched them, watched them for years, and I've defended my man Shaka Smart. But when does Shaka being a good guy outweigh the fact that the teams have underachieved? Now, I know he didn't tell Matt Coleman to turn the ball over as many times as he did. He didn't tell uh, Andrew Jones and Courtney Ramey to not play well. I get that. A lot of this goes on to players. I was a former player, not basketball at this level, but I was a former player. I had an opportunity to do some things, and I underperformed. I get it. I made three errors in the championship game against the Gulf Coast Dodgers, and I still think about that. That's when I became a second baseman, but I went back to work, and I got the grind on, and I got my championships the next year and it was in the playoffs in the championships ever since then because I was surrounded by good people that knew how to play the game. But this is a pattern of failure. Now, I was also one of those people that said, well, look, he, he he's a good dude. They won the NIT. I know, don't, don't get me started. That's just dumb. But they also won the Big 12 championship this year. People were like, well, they didn't get to play Kansas for the third time. You know how hard it is to beat somebody for the third time. They beat Kansas two times in a row. Gave Tech Kansas their worst loss at home ever. So don't talk to me about that Kansas game. I'm not going to even go there. Where I am going is right here with my man Shaka, that basketball team, and they didn't have a game plan. That team was undersized. They out-hustled you. You didn't make adjustments. They had a little dude that was 5'7", five, 5'7", seven, five, seven, that only went to his left. You know where we let him go? To his left. They had a big man that could not make free throws all year. Worst free throw shooter in the league, and he steps up there with poise and knocks down, the hits the bottom of the net, back to back. 
And now we're sitting here trying to decide what's next for the University of Texas. Shaka, I can't defend you no more, brother. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You were a good guy. I love how you work with these kids. But they always say nice guys finish last, bro. And I know you got a little hood in you. At least I hope you got a little hood in you where you can snap on a few people. But at the end of the day, man, you underachieved. This basketball, this was your best opportunity. And I don't want to hear about the COVID. Everybody's gone through the COVID. Everybody's making their moves. It goes down to X's and O's and Jimmy's and Joe's. How in the hell does Kai Jones and Jericho Sims only get six shots in the game? So, oh, excuse me, eight. How do you get out-rebounded? If you ever go back and watch that game, and he said it in his press conferences, this is going to be hard to watch because there's going to be so many things that led to this. But I'm going to give you the main thing that led to this. Your team was not prepared to play this basketball game. It's, it, it's too evident. It's too evident that this happened. And I sat there and I watched it and I was quiet and everybody's looking at me like, why is he not saying anything? It was because I knew what was going to happen. You scored 51 points and kept jacking up threes. Are we surprised by this? No. Did we think you found something when Jericho Sims put the team on his back, him and Matt Coleman put the team on his back in the Big 12 championship in the Big 12 series? Jericho Sims was unstoppable. And that was not cool for you not to be able to get him the ball in any situation to where that man could have helped his team win. He made all his free throws during that time. And you didn't give him no love at that point. That dude is a baller. And you did not help him. You did not give him the love that he deserved. Uh, that, that, that is coaching 101. Whoever has the hot hand, find him the ball. All his came in transition. You couldn't even get back down the court because you were turning the ball over. They out-hustled you, and that is coaching. Where was Greg Brown? And I know I heard his plus minus was negative. Listen, can I get it to run it back? I get one shot, I knock it down, and I don't even get a chance to run it back? Greg Brown was the energy person that you needed during there. Let him foul out. Let him do his thing. Because what he does is he rebounds for you. He pushes himself. And I know he's got that little, he cried or whatever he did during the, the uh, Big 12 championship where he walked off and all that other crap. I don't care about that. He's a young man. Educate him. Teach him. Get him back in there. Put him back on that horse. Because, again, you're going to put yourself in a position that all your talent will be gone. And what is the reason for them to keep you? I'll wait. I'll wait. I heard somebody say yesterday he puts a lot of guys in the pros. So do a lot of schools. So do a lot of coaches. That, 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 that's just the luck of the draw. They get better when they get to the NBA. They get better 
when they go and play somewhere else. I don't want to hear it no more. I don't want to hear it. I can't defend it. He's a nice guy. I can't defend that anymore. I'm like so tired of the nonsense because the team underachieved. Well, they won this many games. They did this, the NIT, blah, blah, blah. Listen, that was embarrassing. And you can't defend it. And then you watch that team go up against UCLA in the next round and get housed. That's why people are pissed off about this. And trust me, I know the kids feel horrible about this. And Matt Coleman, we let Coach down. He's a great guy. Yes, I'm tired of the great guy stuff. I'm tired of it. He's not getting a popularity award, man. He's a coach that's getting paid a lot of money, and he needs to understand that the heat is on. Now, I've also heard Chris Del Conte say how much he adores Shaka. He's a great guy, and he does a lot behind the scenes. I understand. So I pose this question to you, Texas fans, and you can leave an answer after I post this podcast. Do we look at Texas as a football school? Obviously, yeah. Swimming and diving school? Mm -hmm. Championships, banners. They do it. Tennis has been great. Shaka is the only one who took Texas to a Big 12 championship. Shaka won himself an NIT. Shaka has put guys in the NBA. But when you think of Texas basketball, do you think of this as a basketball school? I think that's a fair question. I was said, I told this yesterday on a uh, radio show in Waco, my man Q, shout out to Q. My question to you, Baylor is considered a basketball school that plays football, good football from time to time. Texas is a football and baseball school because baseball goes to national championships. They get a chance to go to Omaha, even when they don't have their best team. Swimming and diving, you ain't even got to talk about that. They in the house. Track and field, in the house. Volleyball, in the house. Where does men's basketball stack up to everyone else? The basketball team went and got Vic Schaefer for the women. That was a big move. He takes teams to championships, and he is out there doing it. Is this the year? that you decide that Shaka Smart is no longer the guy. I'm just curious. I'm just curious to it. The buyout, all that other stuff. You just paid money for Tom Herman and his staff to go away. Tom Herman didn't have any allies, as we find out. He didn't have any allies because he was not, quote unquote, the good guy. Shaka is considered the good guy. But when is being the good guy enough? Do people really not care about basketball? So do we let it ride out, finish out his contract, get into the new arena, let him raise that banner of the Big 12 championship? Or do we? does he go back to the drawing board? And when I say drawing board, I want to see plays. I don't want to see fake slip screens and non-bodies being touched when they're trying to set a screen. What 
is the University of Texas offensive identity. Shaka, please let someone know. Get it out to the public. Let me know. I'm here, man. It's frustrating as all get out because I love the game of basketball. As I told you at the beginning, I had a ticket with some friends in Vegas for the Horns to win the championship. I know you told me. I know it. Y'all laughing at me right now. I get it. But that's how much I believed in this team with the most experience, the most guard play, Jericho taking his steps, Kai Jones coming, Greg Brown being in the mix, and now all of a sudden Greg Brown can't even get on the court for more than six minutes because you want to teach him a lesson? The lesson is during that game you got caught up and you didn't pay attention to the guy that was going to be out there hustling for you, diving on the floor, jumping up and down. Courtney Ramey got his mouth busted open by a screen. Those are the types of screens you need to set. That's how that needs to happen. I mean, just don't get it. Quit trying to slip and slide and try to shoot a three. Get to the rim. When you was effective, Andrew Jones took 10 shots, 10 free throws in the championship game. 10. How many did he take this week? I don't even know. Wasn't that many. Because you got away from the game plan because your team got sped up and they didn't know how to handle it. 23, 24, 25 turnovers? What was it? I don't even know. Just too many to count. Just, I just don't even understand. And the frustration is there, as you can probably tell in my voice. So, Texas fans, who do you go and get? If you're done with Shaka, who do you go and get? Everybody's going to say Chris Beard. I heard Brad Stevenson in a couple spots this morning. Uh, but you know who I go get? Musselman from Arkansas. He knows how to build a program. He knows how to recruit. And if you look at their – and they run plays. Look at their athletes. And you'll say, well, they don't got to put everybody in the NBA. Let me ask you something. What has that done for you lately? What has that done for you lately? You get to talk to your friends and say, well, at least this guy went to Texas and we can represent Texas because they're in the NBA. Give a damn about that. We're talking about championships. We're talking about playing. We're talking about being able to compete. Bring in coaches that are going to make these guys go to work, put in the work, and finish the job. I'm so disappointed. I owe people money now because of this. But I'll tell you this much. I just want to know, who do you go and get? Because everybody wants to talk about Texas got all this money. Well, show me the money that you got so you can go get somebody that can build this basketball program back to where it was. You fired Rick Barnes because he wasn't having success anymore. Because he lost. You fired him. Rick Barnes went to the tournament, had a good run. Not this year, though. He was in the same boat as the Texas Longhorns. But all I know is this. Something's got to change. And I'm sorry, Shaka. You my boy, man. I, I, I love it. I love 
the fact that you're a good guy. But when does a good guy have to turn into the guy that was gone because he didn't get to the championships? I know he won the Big 12. I know. No one has ever done it here at the University of Texas. I get it. But I need something more. I need something more from you. I need this team to have more grit, more fight. And they almost won the game. They almost won the game. That's the sad part. They almost won that game. But the way that they went about it was awful. And when I say awful, I mean awful. But let me talk about something positive. I want to talk about the Texas baseball team. Went up to Baylor, won two out of three. Ty Madden continues to to tear it up and and pitch strong, strong outings the last, what, since the game up in in Arlington. Ty Madden has come out and thrown the heck out of the ball. I'm so happy for that kid. He is uh, on a lot of draft boards. I've got a bunch of buddies that are scouts and GMs and owners of teams. They really, really like that kid. I just don't know if he's going to be able to overtake uh, Kamar Rocker and Jack Leiter for Vanderbilt. Both of those guys are really throwing the ball, but Tom Madden is definitely the cream of the crop of the Big 12, the way he goes out and pitches. Tristan Stevens has shown me a lot on the number two start. We got to get Kobe Kubitschek uh, going on the mound because he's going to be a vital part of the success that Texas is going to continue to have. He's our Sunday starter as of right now, but he needs to uh, – step his game up and work on his control. If if Texas can get Pete Hansen, who is going to be the starting pitcher uh, Tuesday for, for Texas again, if he can continue to get his pitch count up, his strength back, he's definitely a Saturday or Sunday starter that Texas will need. If they go into these series where they're going to need a big stop and get a big win, he's going to have to be a part of that. And I hope that Pete Hansen continues to to get better and grow on the mound because that guy's got a lot of talent. That kid's got a lot of talent and he's going to continue to push. Now, offensively, these they are starting to, to situational baseball has been very big to me. And it's something that I really focus on and I teach. And I did teach when, when I was coaching all these teams was you got to make sure you do the fundamentals right. And that's hitting and running, bunting, making sure you get the bunts down moving guys over. And when you have runners in scoring position, you find a way to get that guy in. And that's exactly what they've been continuing to do. And that is why they've been having success. That is why they've been on this run, this mini run that they've been on, because they have done so well with uh, closing out games. They're still trying to figure out what they're going to do with that bullpen. I've been impressed with the way Cole Quintanilla has been pitching and Nixon coming out of the back. Didn't do his, he didn't have his best stuff on Sunday, but he's done really, really well. And I know, I know that they're trying to piece all this stuff together to make sure that um, they're able to close out these games because they're going to need that part of it too. So continued success. And I told you this a while back, and you'll hear it when we do another edition of talking real hard, talking real, real hardball talk with Ty Harrington. Sorry about that. 
Um, Ty Harrington and I have been talking about it. Douglas Hodo is an inspiration. He has stepped in uh, ever since Austin Todd. Prayers to Austin Todd. I hope he continues to rehab. And I know the dream you still want to have is playing baseball and being professional, but get your rehab done. Put the work in. I've had that exact surgery that you've had. It's going to take you some time. Get in there. Get it done. And you're going to be okay, buddy. And just continue to push. Take the rehab seriously. But Douglas Hodo has been a person that has been a major, major part of what's been going on. And with that being said, I appreciate everybody always tuning in and listening to the show. I have so much fun doing this. Got a lot going on. Shout out to stories from inside the man cave. My man, Sean Clinch and the crew continue to do their thing. Shout out to Steve Foster, Ron Willard from ESPN San Antonio for letting me come on. And just remember this. Don't believe everything you see because even salt looks like sugar. Peace.